Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Now, welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here talking with uh, Michael from Beam. How's it going, Michael? Yeah, very well. Thank you, Ronan. Good. Tell me a bit about your background. So, before I was at Veeam, I, so I've been in IT for around 14 years now, um, and obviously that's why I've got a, 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 a voice for radio rather than you, you seeing me, but yeah, um, the, so I started off for a, sm- a small IT reseller in, in Cambridge, building computers, worked my way through into end users, and then into the reseller world, then distribution, and then into, into Veeam, so I've kind of touched all of the facets when it comes through, through the channel. So it ended up at Beam as an SE about uh, two and a half years ago and then moved into this technologist evangelist role around 18 months ago where where we are, I'm basically the, one of the technical spokesperson of, of Beam that we go out to a lot of the conferences, speak to guys like you and then deliver that, that Beam message out to the, out to the public to, to help them understand what it is what it is we do. So what actually do you mean? <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, as I say, a lot of conferences, we go out to a lot of our alliance partners to, to speak about what Veeam does with with those alliances. But what it is that, that we do is, is really provide a, a, a software that allows to businesses to, to achieve an availability of their, of their data. So really looking at any of their applications, any of their data in any of their clouds, whether that's on-premises in their infrastructure, be it virtualization, be it physical, or being a an upcoming cloud-first approach, and we're looking at Azure or or um, AWS. We've got the ability to back those those instances up and and offer a level of, of availability or recoverability for that that data, so that you could you bring that workload back into back into action as fast as possible because as much as backup is, is really important, the, it's all about the recovery and recovering what you want when you need it rather than having to go through too many hoops to bring that, that data back. Yeah, because for me, I guess, if you've got to uh, bring backup, you've got to make sure you know which backup you're going to bring back as well. Yeah, absolutely. So having having insight into into where what your how your backups look or how your disaster recovery your instances look in in a secondary location, yeah, you need to have that that index or that that searchable capability to be able to look inside that that backup file and, and bring back what you want when you want it. Yeah, because I guess uh, any downtime or, or data that does not appear is accessible is going to result in a lot of Time and money lost. Yeah, so I, I guess from a, a consumer point of view, we've all got our phones. We're all accessing social media. If that ever goes down, then we we have no tolerance to that that no downtime. It's no different when you when you go into that into the business world, into the enterprise world, is that those companies that are serving that data, whether it be an Amazon, so going on there to buy books or or anything for your house, if we can't get to that Amazon dot .co.uk or .com, then we're going to go to the next one or the next one until we find the, the service that we need to get. So the ability to, to have that, that 
capability always up, that, that website always there and available is key to a business with anything being fronted out to the, to the internet for consumers to go in there and, and purchase items. If that goes down, we as consumers have no tolerance, so we move on to the next service. That's exactly the same from a business point of view, is that we don't want to we don't we don't want our consumers to go to a, a different location to go and purchase their products. So it's very important in this day and age with this whole digital transformation is that everyone's moved or have already moved into this digital world that we have and, and we've been using this for a, for a long time now but making sure that it's not yeah that downtime there's no tolerance of downtime so making sure that the service is always available and I think that's the that's the key message rather than way back before even when I was a sysadmin backups and disaster recovery they were all kind of a, a, an afterthought after you put in your nice shiny kit that looks after your your production workloads oh and now we've got a bit of budget to do a kind of shoehorn some some backup or disaster recovery type scenario in whereas now it's really important that we get down to that minutes to that seconds even to be able to bring that service back up and running so we have to really concentrate on on architecting that solution to to meet those those SLAs via um, recovery point objectives, recovery time objectives, so that we're bringing that service back up as fast as possible. So I guess you might have a data stored in more, in more than one location in case you need to do that. Yeah, so one of the, the key methodologies that we have at, at Veeam is the 3-2-1 rule. So what that means is you have three copies of your data on two different media types and one of those being off-site. Now, just to go back to that, so three copies of your data, that's one is your production data. We want a, ideally, we want a copy of that data right next to that, that production. So that's for really fast recovery, fast restores. There might be single mail items from your, your exchange mail system. It might be Active Directory users. It might be SharePoint, SQL, etc. being able to perform a really fast recovery. But then we want, and that's on a different media type, so if that production system ever did go down, we've got an element of our, we've got a backup um, target that we can then present and we can start running that business. Yes, it potentially will be in limp mode depending on the on the, the performance of that backup storage. You're never really going to have a like for like in certain scenarios. But the ability to, to spin that data up, get get all your business critical applications back up and running as fast as possible. And then I mentioned the one of those those copies being off-site. So if anything was to happen in that primary location, a flood or anything that could, could cause an outage, then we've got the ability to leverage that off-site location to, again, spin up that workload in a different location to be able to get back up and running as fast as possible. And how long does that take to get it back up online, depending on size of data you're talking about? So if we've got the data in, in play, but depending on the, the, the recovery point objectives, the, the recovery time objectives that have been set, um, the, the laws of physics allow us to get that data from A to B in enough time, then we could be back up and running in, in a matter of minutes and even seconds with our new continuous data protection that's coming in version 10. That's interesting because I, I, I'm assuming that basically when you load everything back up, 
You just load up the data they need right away and what's important to them, and then the rest can be loaded up as and when as you're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to bring up your absolute mission critical. If if I was going to put a a, a group in together, so platinum machines, they're the ones that are bringing the money into the business you'd bring them up first they're up back up and running in minutes and then slowly but surely you're bringing up all of the tertiary systems around that so you're ultimately getting back back up to to working and then once that primary site is back up and and functioning the outage has been cleared whether that be a flood or anything's been cleared away and it's back to being functioning then we can use our technology to migrate all of those changes back into that that primary data center and just continue that that work from that production performance um, location. So uh, I, I guess basically as, as technology is improving, right, with, with cloud storage cheaper, it's going to be easier for you guys to do this. Yeah. So. Uh, Pre-version 10, we were always looking at around a 15-minute RPO, RTO, so recovery point objective, recovery time objective. With CDP, with other, with movement around around the industry, that's allowing us now to potentially get those platinum workloads down into this to the sub-seconds, so down into seconds and minutes rather than hours and days. So being able to squeeze that down, giving more more reliability, more availability to to an enterprise business for that for that workload to be back up and running. That's supposed right now. That's very important because years ago that couldn't be done. But now, as I said, with technology coming to enterprise and everything being a lot easier to do, it, it's something that people should think is a no-brainer to use something like what you're offering. Yeah, well, hopefully, um, yeah. Ultimately, we we want to be able to provide that that as an option so if you did have those platinum workloads that needed that recovery um, SLA then we've got we, we'll have that in our portfolio to be able to, to say this is what you need to use for that specific subset of workloads but then everything else isn't going to go away in terms of the, the dailies or the hourly um, backups for, for those tertiary systems so and it's all in the same system. So you haven't got to go outside, you haven't got to bolt on another piece of software for this or for that. Uh, it's all it's all self-contained in the, in the one easy-to-use interface to be able to drive all of your, your um, groups of machines, whether they be um, physical machines or, or virtual machines, being able to provide that, that SLA to, to those workloads. How secure is your system so you to make sure it can't be hacked? So, obviously, one of the, the a very topical uh, co- content at the moment is around ransomware. So, we, in, in terms of our backup files, we've got the ability to encrypt those at source, in flight, and at rest. So, wherever you choose, wherever they're going, we can we can encrypt those. The, the key differentiator there is that you look after the the, the key. But from a, a from a ransomware point of view, it's not necessarily so some ransomware attacks have been completely based or targeted against backup files because ultimately they are just a backup file that sits in a sit in a uh, a pool of disk or a file system that it has the same accessibility as your as your file shares so there's been known um, there's been known circumstances where a, a a ransomware attack has encrypted backup files 
Now, this is where that one-off site copy comes into into play from our three-two-one rule, is the ability to take that offside copy, whether that be on tape, whether that be in the cloud, whether that be leveraging a, a different subset or a different file system and being able to actually recover those encrypted backup files or recover the system from those offsite locations. So it's another scenario where we're where we're considering how how we can protect against those those ransomware attacks. We we don't have a prevention that's going to come down to the security vendors out there to be able to be faster and quicker to to really to stop stop at source those those attacks. But what we can do is help remediate and very quickly remediate from those attacks. So, for yeah, from a security point of view, it's very again it comes down to that whole architecture that you bring to that the, your backup or your availability within your business is being able to look at all of those circumstances, those scenarios, and provide that off-site copy, leveraging tape. Anything that's air-gapped is obviously a great solution there, so tape being one. We, we kind of, from an industry point of view, we thought tape was kind of going away with the cost of disk going, going rapidly down, but there is still a massive use case for for tape in, in particular because of the because of the, the, the nature of it being air-gapped, you're, you're taking your backup, you're pushing it to tape, the tape then goes off-site, it goes into a storage um, location, and then only when you need that, you can get that. There is no way of accessing that when that's in the warehouse somewhere being protected. So that's a great way where there's no ransomware attack going to be able to get into, into that um, backup file and be able to affect those. So you know you've got a good point-in-time backup sat in a, in a tape warehouse um, to be able to recover from. I guess the only thing I've said is that it takes a bit longer to get it back up and running if you run on a safe backup. Yeah, absolutely. So, But ultimately it's about we want to be able to make sure that we are safe, we are able to remediate from those those systems there are other other solutions to that so we also enable our, our service provider our reseller channel partners to offer backup as a service or dr as a service now in particular and and they can offer very similar air gap solutions to be able to send a their backup files into a cloud provider that's based on disk, so it's still relatively fast to bring that back. But it's really about the recoverability and, and being able to remediate from that, that attack. And I guess in Ireland recently we had this uh, hurricane of failure, so I guess the service you're offering is going to be used to guys who are affected by that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I guess that one of the things that the Ophelia has probably brought, we, we don't normally... Over, over this side of the world, we don't really get this these these natural disasters too often. But when they hit, that it kind of shows or shines the shines the light on the holes within an infrastructure. So definitely, is one of the things where we can where Veeam can help or our channel can help in that is where some of these com- companies that may have had uh, may have been impacted by by this. Uh, by this natural disaster, is being able to leverage either a second location within their within their own data center as a as a disaster recovery site, or be able to leverage another channel partner as a backup as a service, DR as a service, be able to push their systems into their into their paying it on an opex model, so that 
peace of mind that if this was ever to happen, they've got their data saved in a in a off-site location that's being managed by a, by a different service provider. I guess that's good to know because I know that it happens very very rarely here or in the UK that we get struck by a storm this bad. So it's good to know that if that happens, you're reassured that uh, all is not lost. Yeah, it, absolutely. And and it's whether they choose to use our service provider, they could leverage the public cloud, the Azure's or the AWS, the Googles, etc. If if they if they if they require that. But it all comes down to the choice, really, from a from a Veeam perspective, is that we just want to give everyone the choice of where they want to store their backups. If they've got if they've got a secondary location over the other side of the country or mainland um, England or something, to be able to send those da- that data off site completely for specifically for those those kind of um, scenarios, then there's choice to be able to. You could either Use whatever whatever um, process that you want to use to to get the data there. Because I guess right now, a fee might have been a wake up call and let businesses know that you were lucky. To, you were lucky it wasn't that bad this time, but it could be worse next time, and it could happen again. So be prepared and ready for this. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that's the biggest thing is that. We see this, I guess, from a from a UK and Ireland point of view. We see this over in the states happening all the time around the the flurry of these hurricanes that were happening in the summer over over there. And exactly that, there's a there's a message to be taken to from them them guys that have that secondary location. But not all of them do. They still don't have the they still haven't architected that that availability solution into some of those those businesses over there so it's about us being able to educate people and help them understand that there is a there is a there is a solution out there that can fix this can fix this for them yeah because i'm assuming that people will, would always think well, it, won't, it won't affect me that's over in america or somewhere else in the world <laughs> and then when it comes here they're going to what do we do now but if there's an option to tell them look guys you're it happened this time next time you, you won't be so lucky we're here to help you fix this and make sure that your data is always going to be available when you need it. Yeah, and I guess on top of on top of that is the ability to to leverage the, those offsite locations, but also be able to test against those backups. So, so again, going back to the sysadmin days for me is that we had to run a a, a DR test every six months or, or once a quarter, and that was a huge pain. And we don't want that to be a pain for any any of our customers. We want to make it as simple as possible. So whether that be we just leverage the data that's already been sent over to that secondary location and then we use something called Shore Backup or Shore Replica to actually spin up that workload in an isolated bubble and, and confirm that, that everything is working. So we'll test against the app, the VM and the OS and then we'll send a backup report or a report to your backup admin to confirm that that data that was or is residing in that secondary location can be spun up, can be leveraged, can be will work when it when it comes to or if we ever have to fail over to that to that site. 
and I think that's another a good peace of mind. We don't have to bring out down anything in the primary site. We can just do this on a scheduled basis, once a month, once a week, once a month, once a year, whatever you wanted to do as a business. But you can ultimately test that DR scenario in an isolated network, not affecting anything from from your primary, but be have that peace of mind that the data over there is 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 fully functional. I guess it's basically like company having every so often they do a fire alarm test to make sure the staff know how to leave the building. So it's kind yeah, of it, 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 and and again, we've all been we've all been in a building where the fire alarm has gone off and it's always gone pretty seamless. We all go and stand outside in the car park and and then we all go back into our desks and we start working again. And that's exactly what and no, and no one's it's not caused too much disruption it's just something that we have to do because we have to make sure that everyone is aware of the the process and I think that's exactly how we should look at at any DR plans or any long-term backup plans is being able to or how can we how can we make the systems that we've invested in do more for us and I think that's a a strong point there for, for things like DR testing. We don't want to take our whole IT team out over a weekend to perform a DR test. We want to be able to offer that during the business day, during, whenever, during the busy, busiest times if need be, where it will just do it on its own, fully automated, and, and send you that report. Yeah, and I guess you're only showing your clients, customers, that if we can do this too in a busy time, we can also do it when there's going to be a serious issue occurring, like a hurricane or a power cut, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So uh, along with that that replication job, sending that data from A to B, we've got the ability to, to, to perform failover plans. So when it does, if it does become a real real life scenario, then it's just a case of clicking failover now and off everything goes into that secondary location. And by then you've got also a run book to be able to, to work against, to, to know know what that situation looks like, where, where everyone needs to go in that car park, i.e. over in that secondary data center and and spin up the workloads. And we'll do that all all automated and all, all for the IT staff. So the IT staff don't have to be running around shepherding the, the virtual machines or, or the workloads to bring them back up. It's, it's already, there's a process there. And their peace of mind is that, well, they've seen it running. They've seen it running. They've had a, a backup report or a report that states that that backup is in a good state. So they have, they shouldn't be running around like headless chickens at that point. They can concentrate on what they need to do to bring the business back up and running. Yeah. And uh, are your clients mainly SMEs or big companies? So, so being, I think we've just ticked over the 11 years um, being around. So we initially started around the, the virtualization for VMware and Hyper-V workloads. And as I said earlier, we've kind of developed into more of a portfolio company where we're looking after any app, any data, and any cloud, being able to use our, our new agents for both Windows and Linux, whether that be a physical box that's still sat in the data center or Windows instances, Linux instances in the public cloud, being able to leverage that same tool set for that, as well as uh, Office 365 Mail with SharePoint Online and and OneDrive coming coming later in version two, but ultimately the the um, 
Beam have done is not it's, we're not changing in, in terms of we just want to provide that that availability message across all of those workloads. I guess to go back to what what you you were just asking is we we. We did start out as as an SME SMB type type play, but now as we as we progress and, and get older and older, and our our product becomes more scalable and more enterprise ready, we see a lot more enterprise customers also leveraging that same that same uh, portfolio of products. Okay, good to know. Anything else, Dad? No, I think I, I think the the. The only thing I'd, I'd leave on that would be around, like, we're software only, so we're completely agnostic to any any uh, any storage. So we don't have a, a backup appliance as such. We partner with a lot of our hardware vendor alliance partners. It's a, it's a software download for those customers that are interested in, in seeing some of the features, then Go and download that from Veeam.com. You'll get a 30-day trial. You can look at the agents. You can look at the, the Veeam backup and replication that's focused on virtualized workloads, VMware and Hyper-V, the agents there for, for what I mentioned, as well as Office 365 Mail. So everything is there available to go and download as a trial. Go and have a look at that. See if it fits into the business. See if it fits or, or it's going to improve the improve the workforce and, and give more time back to potential IT staff that could be doing something more productive at the time. So yeah, and it, and it can run on, it can run on a virtual system, it can run on a physical, it does, there's no real requirements around that. So we can, we can run on pretty much any, any, any platform to be able to, to, to test it. So yeah, that'd be kind of the, the closing thoughts from me. All right, thanks very much for that, and uh, good luck, Michael Cade, and thanks for the uh, inviting talk, and uh, good luck with the in future. Thanks very much. Thanks, Ronan. Thanks, Brennan.